<laughs> Quit out, Ghost Island Media. Okay, quick announcement before we get to today's show. <laughs> hear ye, hear ye. The Climate Podcasters are here to declare that we should have our own category on Apple Podcasts. Why does this matter? Well, listeners, it's not actually so easy for people to find this show. And that's because when we were making Waste Not Why Not and uploading it onto the old Apple Podcasts, we had to select which categories we fit into. There was not a trash category. There was not a climate category. There was not a super awesome host category. So we had to go with science. And because of that, science is pretty big, right? You have physics, geology, sometimes health, and people who want to find a climate podcast aren't going to have an easy time finding us. That's why this initiative, Podcasters Declare, is so important because we've signed an open letter asking Apple to create a climate change specific category for podcasts. And what we need you to do is to go to podcastersdeclare.com and sign as a listener and ask your favorite climate podcasts besides this one to sign the letter too so that we can show Apple that it matters to both podcasts and podcast listeners. Podcastersdeclare.com. We will put it in the show notes. Also, if you want to find other great climate podcasts, it's kind of a neat directory so you can find other climate podcasts pretty easily. Sign up. <laughs> Thank you for attending my medieval town square announcement. Now on to the, the, the real show, the rest of the show. There's a show. There's a show coming. <laughs> Hi, I'm Nature Nate, and this is Waste Not, Why Not, a sustainability science podcast on how not to save the environment. I'm an environmental consultant based in Taiwan, and I work on energy, ocean, and waste issues. Okay, it's time for another Nate take. And like with every Nate take, I usually go on Twitter to get inspired and get angry. And I've noticed that a lot of people, climate scientists, journalists, have been comparing COVID and climate change. And for those of you in lockdowns, you might be thinking about climate change a lot more because you're not driving, maybe you're gardening, maybe you've seen air pollution improve in, in your urban area. But I think that really taking this metaphor to its logical extent and saying that COVID and climate change are interlinked or related or similar is a really dangerous way of thinking about both. And I think especially for climate change, it's really dangerous to say climate change is like X because climate change isn't like anything. And if we take the same approaches that we've used to solve other problems to try and solve climate change, we're doomed to fail. So in preparation for this Nate take, I did a little bit of Googling to back up my, you know, crazy rant that I just had built up. And I found easily 20 articles just written in the past month linking climate change and COVID. At the end of 2020, Carbon Brief came out with an article that talked about the top 10 climate papers that were featured in the media. And the number one paper featured in the media was called Temporary Reduction in Daily Global CO2 Emissions During the COVID-19 Forced Confinement. So you can tell that there is a large amount of people who are much more interested in climate change through the lens of COVID because this number one paper was cited twice as much as the number two paper in the media. And I found articles in everywhere, every major publication, the New York Times, Washington Post, every major publication has some type of article linking COVID and climate change. They're either linking it by saying that COVID was caused by climate change because we are exploiting habitats. And by exploiting habitats, we are exposing ourselves to wild animals who have different diseases and or climate and COVID are both similar problems in that they exacerbate the consequences of inequality 
Because if you're poor and you get COVID, you're doomed. If you're poor and you're affected by climate change, you're also kind of doomed. In my view, COVID and climate change are both wicked problems. And a wicked problem, as defined by Wikipedia, is a problem that is difficult or impossible to solve because of incomplete, contradictory, and changing requirements that are often difficult to recognize. COVID is probably also not even actually a wicked problem because we could theoretically solve it. And this is one of the first key differences between COVID and climate change. COVID is a disease. It is, in essence, a biology test. We know that it is a respiratory disease. Importantly, it is spread between individuals, and there is a concrete, clear way to stop it. At least in Asia, we have experienced SARS before. We know that we can use alcohol to prevent it. Masks work to stop it. With climate change, carbon emissions and greenhouse gas emissions are a byproduct of industrial activity. We would not have climate change if we did not have the Industrial Revolution. There would be some climate change, as ancient pre-industrial humans have been known to influence the climate through deforestation, through habitat conversions, through the hunting of large land mammals. But it's not nearly the same as taking fossil fuels and reburning those. So everything that we do in the modern society is going to increase the impacts of climate change. And I think it's interesting to think about the motivations between linking COVID and climate change. So deniers of COVID and deniers of climate change are perceived as a significant problem for progress on both fronts. For COVID, it might even be more severe because if someone doesn't believe in COVID, they're going to be a constant risk transmitting to you. If someone doesn't believe in climate change, it really matters where their social status is. Because if someone who has very limited influence on society is a climate denier, if they don't vote, if they already emit very low emissions, it's not really a big deal. But if a climate denier is, let's say, the president of the United States, that's going to have massive implications. So there are similar anti-science denial links, but ultimately, you can have someone who believes in climate change and not believe in COVID. And this is something I've seen a lot on the internet from environmental circles. And especially in the beginning, people believed that, oh, you only get COVID if you don't get enough vitamin D. So we just need to eat organic, we need to eat clean, and we just need to be in nature, we need to be outside, and then we can prevent ourselves from getting COVID. So it's a really strange denier mixture. Just because you're a COVID denier doesn't mean you're a climate denier and vice versa. You could definitely believe in COVID and not believe in climate change. And now it seems that we've been in COVID for one year. There's an attempt by some advocates, I think most famously Bill Gates, who said that climate change could be worse than COVID-19. There's no need to add the uncertainty. We know that climate change will be worse than COVID-19 because it is a fundamentally atmospheric changing problem. If climate change goes unchecked, it will change the entire planet as we know it at a physical, geological, climatological level. It'll change everything. COVID is ultimately going to mostly affect humans. And if all humans disappeared, well, I don't want to say that's better for the planet, but I would say that it would not destabilize the ecosystems and habitats of our non-human neighbors on this planet. In, a, in sort of a frightening way of thinking about things, COVID is kind of an ideal disaster because for many people, they can stay at home and you have water and you have trash service and you have power and you have air conditioning. As climate change grows more intense, it will become so hot that people will just die. It'll become so hot that it'll overload electricity grids and your power will fail or food will just straight up no longer be productive and we'll have crop losses, which will lead to famine, which will lead to other wicked and intractable problems. 
And at, and at this stage in society, there is no technological solution to the worst effects of climate change. Whereas with COVID, we can use technology to stop it. We developed a vaccine. We developed masks. We can check your temperature before you come inside of buildings. With climate change, the best we can do in terms of technology, which has still advanced a lot even in the past 10 years, is to reduce our greenhouse gas emissions. We still don't have a good way of pulling carbon out of the atmosphere. And the ways that we could do geoengineering to quickly decrease the temperature of the Earth, such as blocking out the sun or by creating algae blooms in the ocean to suck out carbon, may not work and could even backfire. So we don't have a vaccine for climate change. And the thing that causes climate change is the thing that is helping us stop COVID. Everything that we have to stop COVID requires petrochemicals. We have to build new medical equipment and technologies, intubations, medical beds, medical masks. We need doctor's scrubs. We need hospitals. We need electricity. We need stable, constant electricity. These are all things that contribute to climate change. So by stopping COVID, we are also in some ways still increasing climate change. There's nothing about stopping COVID that leads to stopping climate change other than flying less and working from home. But we always knew that those were not the primary contributors to climate change. And it seems like people got tired of doing that stuff anyway. So that's even more worrying. Oh, and then like everyone keeps saying like, oh, stop eating meat. Eating meat caused COVID. But that's not true. Saying that, oh, if we just stopped like cutting down forests for cows, we'd stop COVID and pandemics. I mean, maybe. But COVID wasn't caused by climate change. You can't mix up attribution. And also, even if we did all stop eating meat, we would still have fossil fuels. And fossil fuels would still drive other forms of harmful agricultural production. So stop adding me and telling me that being vegan is the best thing you can do for the environment. Because unless being vegan somehow involves destroying all petrochemicals and fossil fuels, there's no way to actually stop that. Don't at me. <laughs> but actually, please at me. We need the interaction. Of anything, COVID and climate change are most similar in the fact that they really erode my faith in humanity's view of times and timescales. COVID is a two-week problem. You need to think two weeks into the future and two weeks into the past. Think about where you've been, what you've done, who you've been with. Have you been exposed? And you need to act accordingly and you need to act in a precautionary way to prevent others from being hurt. But with climate change, the timescale is different. It's not two weeks. You're never going to see an impact from climate change in less than like a decade timescale because we're just now seeing the impacts of climate change from our industrial revolution and, you know, emissions from the last hundred years. But we keep emitting and those emissions keep increasing. And as those emissions increase, the total amount of CO2 in the atmosphere increases. And that's what's the most important number because that creates the greenhouse effect. So even if we were to stop all of our greenhouse gas emissions tomorrow, there would still be more than 400 parts per million CO2 in the atmosphere, which would still be causing greenhouse gas effects. And we would still have ocean acidification because that CO2 is going to go into the ocean. And that warmer water is going to circulate, and that's going to cause things to change within the ocean, habitats to shift, weather patterns to shift, long after we stop emitting greenhouse gases. And that's the really scary thing because this means that even if we do everything right, we're still going to have to convince people to keep doing this even when things continue to get worse. So right now, we can't even convince people to stay in their homes and work from home or to not travel because of a disease that has a two-week timescale. I mean, wearing a mask is mild. What if you had to move your home because it's going to get taken over by rising sea levels? What if you have to leave your country because it's become so climatically unstable that you will just burn to death if you're there in the summer? And that's not just Americans, that's everybody. And then think about the money that's required. 
We couldn't even pull the money together in the U.S. to pay people to stay home. How are we going to pull the money together to help them survive the waves of destruction from climate change? And this is not the first time that climate change has been connected to mainstream headlines. Climate change is always connected to what's popular because environmental communicators, like myself, struggle to make it relevant for people. So we want to take things that are familiar to them and make it seem relatable. So previously, it was the ozone hole. We were concerned about there being a hole in the ozone and the sun was going to burn us up. And we were fairly good at solving that problem. So we wanted to make the argument that climate change is like the ozone hole. It's not. Racism is another thing that's not like climate change. Not every complex problem is climate change. Climate change is climate change, and it's complex because at a minimum, you need to have at least a basic working knowledge of physics, chemistry, astronomy, biology, limnology, hydrology, oceanography, economics, history, conservation, weather, and probably the metric system. And it also wouldn't hurt to know about behavioral economics, electricity, engineering, and finance. There's probably some more, but that's kind of the minimum that's required to really have like a complete picture of the ramifications, the impacts, and then ultimately how to deal with climate change. COVID, you just need to know about biology. Not to belittle the work of epidemiologists, but it is a fundamentally different problem. Technically, with COVID, we could develop a vaccine and stop it. Or we could get people far enough apart, or we could have best practices. There is a way to stop it. We don't have a way to stop climate change in the same sense. There isn't like an imaginary shutoff switch we can just hit. Yes, of course, low-income people will be the worst affected. The most vulnerable always are. But just because of that does not mean that these two problems are really, really related. And I think that by telling people that they're related, we make them think that we can have a similar solution. But there is no similar solution. It's going to take solutions from every part of society, from everywhere, in order to stop it. Agriculture, industry, transportation, power generation, the clothing we wear, the food we eat. Everything has to change for climate change. With COVID, a lot of things have to change, but a lot of things don't have to change. And that makes it easier to solve. We have to stop boiling down complex ideas to just make it palatable and simplistic for clicks for people to fit into their social media schedules. That's why I wanted to create this podcast so we could have longer form, well, it's just me ranting, but discussions about the environment because you can't just learn about climate change through memes. Otherwise, you just get these really warped ideas about what's possible. And, you know, this is actually where COVID and climate change are similar. We can't just keep saying, flatten the curve, wear your mask, wash your hands. We have to have larger, deeper, more thoughtful discussions about these issues and we need to create space in society to have these conversations because otherwise we're never going to actually solve these issues because there is no tweet, clickbait, headline solution to any wicked problem. And as long as we keep trying to say X is like Y and Z is like Q, we're never going to actually solve them because we're never going to put in the hard work and the hard thought and the deep discussion that's necessary to resolve it. That's my Nate take. If you didn't like it, then it was performance art and none of it was true. Nature Nate is a character created by someone else whose name will not be said on the show. I'm Nature Nate, and this has been the Waste Not, Why Not podcast recorded at Future Ward, a co-working space in Taipei, Taiwan. Do you have a question for us? Tweet them at us. We are Waste Not Pod on Twitter, and our DMs are open. Subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever. Give us a good rating to let us know you really care. 
This has been a Ghost Island Media production. This episode was produced by Yu Chen Lai and myself, Nature Nate. Our executive producer is Emily Y. Wu, edited by Yu Chen Lai. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. Stop boiling shit. <laughs> Simmer. Use a slow cooker. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>